Let's get to our service this morning. Now I can set up my, my watch. Uh, we are seated and sealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it is important that we remind each other of our main scripture, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Maybe let's just read it on the screen. What does it say? Do you have it, my brother? Oh, he's working on it. Maybe because he's working on it, let me read it from the, the Bible so that we can all remember what we are talking about every time. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse number six says, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. He seated us up with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's where we are, seated in heavenly places with the Lord Jesus Christ in him and then sealed with the Holy Spirit, marked with the Holy Spirit. Do you know that you are marked, that you belong to God? You are God's property. The seal is the Holy Spirit. It's not your denomination. It's not anything else. The seal and the mark of every believer is the Holy Spirit. He makes us one together. Hallelujah. But we are still talking about being seated. Maybe that's why I'm seated this morning. Uh, I, I cannot preach about seated while standing. It contradicts itself. So I'm seated this morning with the Lord Jesus Christ. So my title this morning within this is no more condemnation. No more condemnation. Somebody just say no more condemnation. Then, then I will explain that to us very vividly this morning. Let's get to the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. That's where we will catch up with our topic for this morning within this series. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1 and verse number 2. I think that one will appear on your screens. No more condemnation. The scripture says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. God bless the reading of his word this morning. There is therefore now, there is therefore now, meaning that before now there was. Huh? Before now there was condemnation, but now therefore, there is no more condemnation. For this reason, that you are in Christ Jesus. I am going to talk about the two sides of this condemnation so we can fully understand it. 
Maybe let's just understand this, that the conclusion of Christ's mission, the conclusion of Jesus coming and get born through Mary in a manger, walking up the way you saw him, going up to the cross, suffering what he suffered, dying for three days and rising up and ascending to heaven. Is this that there is no more condemnation to those who are in him now? He died so that you cannot be condemned. He died. He rose again so that you cannot be condemned anymore because you are now alive in him and with him. Am I doing something wrong? Fixed eternally. <laughs> right. Maybe let's look at the word condemnation first so that I can help you. This word condemnation refers to God's punishing judgment. Before the now, which is the cross, <laughs> before the death on the cross, before the resurrection, you and me were guilty. You and me were punished from the statutes of God. You and me could not get to God. We were without God because we were guilty of rejection. We're guilty from the sin which we inherited and then our own sins. Am I making clear here? We were banished from the presence of God and from anything that is God because we were condemned as sinners, as lost, as enemies of God. But when Christ died, and rose again. Guess what? The condemnation ceased. What does this mean? It means that when Jesus died and rose again, you and me were acquitted. Yeah? We were acquitted of our guilt, of our treason, of our crime. Acquitted. Have you been to court? when they bring all kinds of condemnations to this person, he did this, he did this, did this, the jury sits, they go through all the papers and everything else, and they come in their gowns and the big wigs, and they sit here, you are probably trembling, yeah? You are trembling, and you are just seeing yourself in prison for life, and they, bang, silence in court. They don't just go by announcing the verdict, they read it through the papers. Yeah? This, they write long things. Those guys have energy. <laughs> they write long things. They start reading word by word, showing you the wrongs you committed. Yeah, the sins that you have done. How guilty 
and how criminal you are. Yeah? But they suddenly announced the jury has made a verdict. And the verdict is not guilty. They closed the books. You are acquitted. That's it. That's what happened. When Jesus died, three days in death, when he rose again, the jury said and pronounced acquitted, not guilty. Anyone who believes, therefore, in the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth is acquitted. Are you with me this morning? I'm trying to help you understand this condemnation side. You are not guilty of any sin. You have been acquitted. Does this mean, therefore, that you can sin free and say you are acquitted? No, that's not what we are talking about. We will talk about this other side later on. But for now, I need you to understand that we were guilty. But when he died, we were delivered. When he died, we were liberated. When he died, we were acquitted. This is what Paul is saying to the church. Therefore, because he has died, he has risen, you have believed there is no more condemnation. God can no longer punish you, judge you, cast you away. You are no longer cast away, but you are now sons of God. Because you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you are seated in heavenly places with him, in him, in God. Now you are part of God. And you are part of Christ. I remember, let me tell a little story. I think it was four, five, six years, seven years ago. I used to write a lot of articles in the daily news on marriage, on family, and the like. I think I've got over 400 articles on that subject online. You can go and read them. So this other day, this other lady phones my wife and says, is this the Kilton I know who is writing this? That man was a sinner. It was bad, terrible. And my wife coolly answered, he is now a new man. And the woman kept quiet. Hallelujah. Acquitted. <laughs> Acquitted. There is now no more condemnation. You get what I'm talking about? Yes. You see what? In the eyes of the world, your past exists. But in the eyes of heaven, blotted out. When they talk about it, God wonders what are they are talking about. I don't know that. This one is a son of God. This one is a child of God. Now, no more condemnation. God can't condemn you. Can I ask that you say to your neighbor, congratulations. You've been acquitted. So as believers, we are free from God's punishing judgment because of the fact of salvation by faith in the finished work on the cross of Calvary. 
We are not acquitted by anything else, not by coming to church, not by paying or giving tithe, offerings, and all that kind of stuff. No, 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 no. By our faith in the finished work on the cross of Calvary and nothing else. That alone. Are you with me this morning? That's what gives us our freedom to celebrate, yeah, and to say, wow, I was once lost. I'm not ashamed of what I did in the past. It's none of my business. I am born of God. No more condemnation. I am absolutely free and blood washed. Are you with me this morning? We are in Christ. We have a relationship to him by our faith in him. So faith unites us. Our faith unites us with him. So his death becomes our death. And his perfection becomes our perfection. Because when he died, we died. When he rose, we rose. When he ascended, we ascended. When he set, we set. When he finished, we finished it. Yeah? And the Bible says, as he is in heaven, so are we here on earth. How is he in heaven? Condemned? No. Free. We are free. How is he in heaven? Sinful? No. He never was sin. He never committed sin. He is righteous and we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How is he in heaven? Almighty. And that's who we are. We've got the authority. Am I helping somebody this morning here? Yeah? As he is, so are we. His love is our love. His ability is our ability. His power is our power. Yeah? His beauty is our beauty. We don't have the world to qualify us. The word qualifies us. The blood qualifies us. We are justified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, stop looking at yourself from the flesh. Stop looking at yourself from how the world wired your thinking. Renew your mind so you can be transformed and walk in the fullness of the finished work on the cross. Beloved, the biggest blessing that we have is the finished work on the cross of Calvary. There is no blessing beyond that. So let's not walk condemned. You are not guilty before God. Stop this prayer that I hear people pray. Hey, God, we are sinners. We come to you. We are nothing. And there are others. Religion. That's not scripture. You are the righteousness of God. God says you are the righteousness of God in Christ. When I say, God, I am a sinner. Now you are contradicting God. Trying to fight God. Be liberated. Talk to your neighbor and say, be free, man. Be free, 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 free. Because when the sun sets you free, you are free indeed. So how dare you still define yourself as a sinner when the sun has set you free? Yeah, because the Bible says they have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Who is that scripture referring to? It's not even talking about you. Talk to your neighbor and say, you're not a sinner when I'm a righteousness of God. You're a child of God. You are free. There is now no more condemnation. Unless you know and really know that you are a sinner, maybe go to God and say you are a sinner. But if you're born of God, redeemed and washed by the blood of Jesus, what are you doing being a sinner again? 
does it work? It doesn't work. There is now no more condemnation because we are in Christ Jesus. We have a relationship with us. So Jesus has set us free from the dominion of sin and therefore there is no more condemnation. Sin can no longer dominate me. It can no longer dominate you. Sin has no more authority over you. It's you who allow it. Because you are above it, seated with the Lord Jesus Christ. Where there is no sin, and when it haunts you, you allowed it, not Jesus, not even Satan, but you. Because you have dominion over it. Are you with me this morning? So we have been set free by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Let's get back to our scripture, Romans 8, verse, verse number 2, maybe. Verse number 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death condemns. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone who broke the law in the Old Testament was condemned to die. It's condemned with death. And the Bible is clear that if you broke one, you broke all the laws. Over 800 pieces of the law in the, in, in the Old Testament. Can we imagine? Living by law is difficult. It's unattainable. Yeah? So they broke it every day. Israel, whom the law was given to, they could not even make it. They broke the law. It was hard until Jesus came on the cross and they paid the price of it. He was condemned for our breaking the law. He was condemned for our sinning so that when he died, we were free. Because we cannot be punished for wanting twice. I can no longer be punished for my sins in the past because Jesus was punished for my sins. I was punished in Jesus. When he was condemned and punished, it was me punished. Mm -hmm. In him. That's why the Bible says we are more than conquerors. In that when he conquered, we conquered. When they crucified him, they crucified you and me. When they mocked him, they mocked me. When they did whatever they did, they did to me, but they did not know they were setting you and me free from condemnation. And when Jesus finished it and rose on the third day and went to heaven, it was finished. No more condemnation. Free, 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 free. Are you with me this morning? I'm talking to liberated people here. I'm not talking about the liberation of the, the ones that you see. Your, your wealthy liberators, they liberate you today and kill you tomorrow. They are crazy. This one liberates you eternally. He will not come back and condemn you again. Please forget it if you are thinking like that, that Jesus will one day condemn you. He will not. It's your sin that will condemn you. Not Jesus. He condemns no one. He kills no one. It's sin that kills us, not God. Yeah, God has killed somebody. No, God kills no one. Leave God alone. 
Am I trying to communicate something here? Yes. So this law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ, which is Christ, has set us free from the law of sin and death. Completely free. Sin and death have no hold over you and me. Will we die? Yes. Congratulations. It is appointed to every man who wants to die and thereafter judgment. Death is an appointment. You cannot avoid it. It shall come. If it doesn't come until Jesus arrives, hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. Yeah? But it come, if it comes, hallelujah. Praise the name of the living God. Do you see that? Because it has no sting over you. Yeah, it has no power over you. For you to die is to live. For you to die is gain. For you to die is victory. Am I making sense? Please come along with me. Don't die. Let's get to Romans 8, verse 34. I want to show you the other side of condemnation. I'm about to finish. The other side of this condemnation. Please go home and read Romans chapter 8. It's a massive chapter in the book of Romans. It will show you a lot of things. But if you read from verse 31 to about verse 39, Paul asks a number of questions there. About five wonderful questions. Questions that help us understand who we are and how deep our acquittal is. <laughs> how deep our salvation is. How deep our freedom is in the Lord Jesus Christ. But in verse number 34, he asks another question, dangerous one. Who is to condemn? That's a question. Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Hmm? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Who is doing those things? It's Jesus, isn't it? Who shall separate us from the love of God? Verse 35. The love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Let me, maybe let me finish it. As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to the slaughter. Now, therefore, there is no condemnation. God is not punishing anyone. God is not judging anyone. You guys, you are free. Jesus has set you free. Hallelujah. But guess what? The world will condemn you. Yeah? That's what Paul is talking about. The world will condemn you. The world will accuse you. The world will point fingers at you. The world will say all sorts of things against you. Yeah? And this is the condemnation you are dealing with now. And this is a condemnation that many of us are afraid of. Tell me, if men condemn you, will they stop you from being a child of God? Will they stop you from being saved? Will they stop you from being the righteousness of God? So why are you afraid of? Who should you fear here? Whose condemnation should you fear? God's condemnation or man's condemnation? God's condemnation. 
Because if God condemns you, my brother, my sister, you are out. Do you see that? But if God does not condemn me and accepts me and takes me as his son and the world continues to condemn me, who cares? Who cares? And yet you and me care so much about the condemnation of the world, about the accusations of the enemy. We care so much that we can't even pray. We can't even witness for Jesus. We can't even stand up for anything because we are afraid of man's condemnation. But when you read down there, Paul says nothing can separate us from the love of God. They can condemn us, but they can never succeed in condemning us. Their condemnation can never be successful. They can say what they want to say. They can never change God's mind towards you. They can never change God's attitude towards you. They can never change what Jesus has accomplished for you. They can never take it away. You remain the son of the living God. You remain the righteousness of God. You remain a child of God, an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. You remain pure. You remain holy. You remain born of God and washed by the blood of Jesus, regardless of what they say. That's why Paul says, who can separate us from the love of God? Can tribulation do that? No, no, no. Can famine? Forget it. Yeah? Can hunger? Can anything, anything you can think from the pit of hell, it cannot stop it. But the world will continue to condemn. Let me help us as believers. Don't walk in this life looking for the world to praise you. As a Christian, looking for the world to Ah, Christians are good people. Ah, the church is nice. Hey, hey, forget it. If you want the world to pamper you, hey, you'll be disappointed. The world will give you tribulation. The world will mock you. The world will insult you. Yeah? The world will say anything that is aimed at discouraging your faith. It makes you question the reality of your sitting with the Lord Jesus Christ. It, quest, it makes you question the reality of the death on the cross. It makes you think, ah, maybe I am just believing uh, a hallucination here. Is this thing really real? That's the spirit of the world. But remember, you are now under the spirit of the law of life. Not under the spirit of the law of sin and death and condemnation. You transitioned. You are in the kingdom of God. You seated with the Lord Jesus Christ. Condemn me. Point fingers. I am resting in the presence of the living God. Because I'm seated with Christ. What can you do to me? If God be for us, who can be against us? Paul asked that question. Maybe let's read it from verse number 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who is that? Show me. Yes, they will rise against you. But what will they do? Nothing. Nothing. 
Will they take you to court? Mm-hmm. Will they beat you up? Uh-huh. Yeah? Will they imprison you? Yes. Will they kill you? Yeah. They will, but that does not change anything. God has not condemned you or forsaken you if the world persecutes you for your faith. That's part of the journey. In actual fact, you must celebrate it. When you see the world loving you so much and you are a Christian, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Because fundamentally, the world spirit is against the spirit in you. And they can never be friends. So when you see the world embracing you so much that they are so comfortable in your presence, mm -mm, check your temperature. You're not hot enough. Yeah? You're not producing much heat that causes their demons to be jittery. Are you with me this morning? Am I helping somebody? So don't be afraid of this condemnation. The world condemns us, but they will not defeat us. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. Have you not heard that? He accuses us day and morning. Day and night, Satan is accusing us. Satan is going to court and say, look, look at them. Look at them. Look, look. They, they are not paying tithe. Shut up. They are not doing this. Go away. They are mine. Bought by the blood of Jesus. Free. And I'm coming for them. Doesn't matter how you look, how you, 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 you do things. You know, we have believed this jargon thing, this funny, crazy Christianity, that because we are Christians, we must live nicely in glass walls with everything provided. We are not yet in heaven. We are on earth. This is a struggle. We are in a warfare. In a warfare, they sleep in camps. Yeah, they sleep in holes. We are fighting here. You don't seek this comfort in the expression of the world. Mm -mm. It makes it easy for the enemy to pull the strings, to control you, to hurt you and to harm you. I'm about to finish. I can smell the smell of coffee now. <laughs> but I want to say to us, ladies and gentlemen, number one, there is no more condemnation. From God's side, you are free. Congratulations. Number two, however, the world will condemn you. The world will accuse you. We are not of this world. If we were of the world, it would love us. Jesus said so. But because we are not of the world, it will not love us. Their smiles are fake towards you. Their hugs are fake towards you. Their embrace is fake towards you. They cannot love you. They don't have the capacity to love the spirit inside of you. Because the spirit inside of me is fire. You can see it by your eyes. But when you walk in the presence of the world, that fire is felt. That heat is felt. God help us. God help us to be on fire for Jesus. God help us not to be like them in the world. God help us to be outstanding. For us to do that, 
We need to be bold. Talk to your neighbor and say, be bold, man. Be bold, man. So, listen to me. Despite their condemnation, if they hate us in the world, he loves us. Yeah? Who cares? If they imprison us, he sets our spirits free. Whom the Son sets free, he is free indeed. When your spirit is free, even in condemnation, even in accusation, even in persecution, it is free. That's why Paul and Silas would sit in that prison that night in stocks, beaten up in serious pain and begin to sing, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie in green pastures, in prison. Yeah? They sing a song. They celebrated God. And when they sang the psalms or whatever song they did, the prison shook. God came around. Because he will never leave you, nor forsake you. He shows up for you. So when they imprison you, he sets your spirit free. If they afflict us, he refines us with fire. The enemy will afflict you. They will afflict you. They can afflict you. Yeah? They can do anything to you. They can take your possessions. They can beat you up. That's affliction. Yeah? They can vaccinate you against your will. Yeah? They can poison you. Yeah? They can do anything. They can force you to shout their slogans. Yeah? They can force you to give your wealthy to their cause. Do it. Don't be afraid. But when you are afflicted, he will refine you with fire. Not just cooking oil, but fire. Yeah? They will look at you and say, is this not the one we did APC to, to them? He's the one refined by the spirit of the living God. Then they will begin to run away from you. When you appear, they don't want even to see you. They feel guilty because their works condemn them, not you. Are you with me this morning? If they kill us, he makes it a passage to paradise. When they celebrate and say, ah, we killed Christians, good riddance, wasting time. We are rejoicing with our God. In paradise. And they are bound for hell. One day if they don't repent and they receive Jesus. We will be looking at them shouting. Ah, Brother Clive. We were together playing football. And then what? Me, I'm here. Are you with me this morning? In other words. Let's not be afraid of the condemnation of the world. Hear me well. That's in my last uh, slide, which I want you to take home. They cannot defeat us in condemnation. They can't. Do you know why they cannot defeat us? Because Christ has died. Because Christ has risen. Yeah? Because we are alive in him. 
they are too late. Talk to your neighbor and say they are too late. They should have come for you before. But now, even if they do what they do, bring any kind of condemnation, they are too late. It has been done, acquitted, set free, made the righteousness of God, an ambassador of the Lord Jesus, seated in the heavenly places with him, in him, reigning in the earth with the Lord Jesus Christ with huge authority. If God be for us, who can be against us? Nobody. Go and enjoy the week. Go and enjoy your victory. Go and enjoy what the Lord Jesus has done for you. You are free. Now, therefore, there is no more condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus and who live according to the Spirit of God. God bless us this morning. Let's bow our heads and pray. Our King and our Master this morning, thank you. Thank you for the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Thank you that we now belong to you. You have not judged us harshly. You have not punished us. You have accepted us in Christ Jesus, and indeed we are yours. Father, we do not care what the world thinks and does and how it condemns us. We are your sons. We are above only, not beneath. We are the head and not the tail. We are the blessed of the Lord, and we walk in freedom. Help us, Father, to be bold, and help us to walk by faith in all this, that your name be glorified. Thank you for healing and restoring us, because healing is our portion, and healing is the bread of the children of our God. We give you praise this morning. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen.